0: The way to make the rest of your life the best of your life is to become a wiser person. This message is the first in the series, Wiser. The message is entitled, Tune In and Tune Up. Here is Pastor DeLo Shields. Grab your Bibles, if you will, and we're going to start a new series of messages this weekend. And for the next several weeks, we'll be talking about the principles of wisdom, how to get wisdom, become wiser in our lives. Just a quick reminder that we are uh, right in the middle of our fasting period of time. We have seven days of fasting that we uh, started our year with, and so I encourage you to remain faithful through the end of that. We'll wrap up on Tuesday this week. It's a great way to give uh, one of the first weeks of your year to God just in fasting and prayer, and just encourage you to stay strong with that as we're wrapping up this time together. I would imagine that all of us here today could say, if you look back over your life at some point in time, you've done something at some point in time that was foolish. Would you agree with me that at some point in time, you've just not been the wisest person on the block? Amen? All of us have done foolish things, and to avoid doing foolish things, you have to gain something that is the opposite of foolishness, and that is wisdom. You have to gain an understanding of wisdom. And today we're going to start talking about this whole idea, this principle of wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 19 verse number 20 lays a foundation for us about wisdom and it says get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise for the rest of your life. No matter where you've been in life, no matter how foolish you've been, choices that you've made along the way, the good news is you can start today gaining wisdom that will make you wise for the rest of your life, that starting in 2018, you can gain wisdom that will help you to be the person that God created you to be and to live the way that He wants you to live if you will gain and pursue this wisdom that we're talking about. So I want to share with you for the next few moments five lessons about wisdom. We're laying a foundation as a part of this series. This is an important message because it lays out for us what you and I need to understand about wisdom from God's perspective. And as we get into this series, we'll be talking about wisdom for your relationships, wisdom for your finances, wisdom for your health, wisdom all around your various dimensions of your life. But today is foundational that you and I need to tune in and tune up when it comes to wisdom. So let's take a look at five things the Bible teaches us about wisdom. Number one, wisdom is more than smarts, more than intellectual ability, more than an accumulation of knowledge. Wisdom is more than being smart. It's more than having intellectual ability. It's more than accumulating knowledge. There's never been a time in history when we've had so much knowledge available to us. In fact, today, right where you are, you most likely have a smartphone or a tablet that has connection to the internet, and you have some kind of search engine that you can put any kind of title in, any kind of information that you want in just a matter of seconds. You'll have various sheets, many pages of information relative to any topic you might want to search doesn't mean that all the answers that will come up on the internet are correct or right, but you have the information at the tip of the finger. It's interesting how much knowledge and information we have available to us. It's been studied over the last numbers of years, the growth of information. In fact, prior to 1900, uh, information was doubling about uh, about one time every 100 years, and then after World War II, about every 25 years, information was doubling. Now we're in a sequence where information is doubling about every 13 months, and it's just a matter of time before information will be doubling at the rate of every 12 hours. That's how much information we have available to us. Every 12 hours, twice the amount of information that we currently have. It's a lot of information. And you would think that with all this information, we would be a lot better folks, wouldn't you? Okay? You would think that our world would be a better place. But if you think about it, our world is still a mess. Even though we have all this knowledge, all this information, all this smarts, if you will, when it comes to information available to us, you would think that somehow that would change our mentalities, that would change our capacity to relate to one another. But yet, we live in a world that is still propagated with all kinds of evil and criminal activity and all kinds of terrible things, even though there's a lot of information available. Why? Because knowledge alone will never cure any problem. It'll never cure anything. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, as he describes the end days, the last times, and I believe we are living in the last days. I believe we're heading toward the last of the last days. How do you know that? Well, I, I, there's just the signs of the times are, are, are all around us. But listen to what he said, talking about people in the last days that will be always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge or a knowledge of the truth. Would you agree with me that that sounds like our world today, always learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth? Now, I believe in the importance of education. I believe it's valuable for you to get as much education as you possibly can. I think it's a wonderful thing to do, but education alone is not going to make you wise. I've known some fairly foolish PhDs, have you? Well, they have all the intellectual ability, and in their field of discipline, they can tell you lots of things about their subject matter, but when it comes to living their life, their life is a mess. And I've known some people, I truly have known some people that could not read nor write, but nevertheless, they lived a good life. Why? Because they understood the difference between knowledge and wisdom. And by the way, you don't just get wisdom by living a long time. It's been said that the older the wiser, but I've also known a lot of kind of foolish old people too, okay? So sometimes we think that just somehow throughout life and the knowledge we get we're going to be wiser, but no, that's not the way it works at all. The actual Greek word for wisdom is the word Sophia. Perhaps you know someone by that name, Sophia it means wisdom. Wisdom. And the word wisdom in the Greek language literally means this. This is directly from the lexicon, one of the dictionaries, Greek dictionaries. It means skill and the affairs of life. Wise management as shown in the forming of best plans and selecting the best means, including the idea of sound judgment and good sense. That's Sophia. That's wisdom. Let me give you my definition of wisdom based upon the various research points that I've done in preparing for this message, and it's going to be on the screen. I'd like to ask all of us to read it together, and if you'll do this across all of our campuses, that would be wonderful. So let's read with me, if you will. Wisdom is the accumulation and possession of knowledge, truth, guiding principles, moral precepts, right values. Proper priorities, good sense, and prudent judgment from God's perspective. And the ability to practically apply these to everyday life and decisions. Now keep that up for a moment. Let me break this down. What is wisdom? It is the accumulation and possession of knowledge, yes. Truth, yes. Guiding principles and moral precepts, yes. Right values, proper priorities, good sense, proper judgment from whose perspective? God's perspective. And then, it goes a step further, it is the ability to practically apply these things to everyday life and everyday decisions. It's not just enough to have a bank of information or knowledge, you actually know how to use it. And wise is very different from smart, and what we need is far more than knowledge and smarts, we need wisdom in our lives. Number two, the second thing, there is a difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. There's a huge difference between those two dimensions of wisdom, human wisdom and God's wisdom. The world in which we live is always spouting wisdom to us. If you watch the talk shows and all the talk shows, show hosts, oftentimes they're spouting all kinds of, quote, wisdom about how you are to live, how a relationships supposed to work, and they're spouting all this information, but quite often the information they're giving you is actually not consistent with what the Bible gives you. It's not consistent with what God's perspective is. And so if we're not careful, even we as Christians can buy into the wisdom of the world and not realize that it's actually opposite of the wisdom of God. See, the wisdom of the world will tell you how to have this kind of relationship. If you want this kind of relationship, do these things. Or it tells you if you want to be rich, this is what you do. But God says, no, this is, this is how you live your life. And so there's a difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. Human wisdom is the way the world thinks around us and the way the world acts and decides and judges things. And God's wisdom is the way that God thinks, the way God acts and God decides and God judges things. And so we want to be on the right side of wisdom, amen, okay? Not living by human wisdom, but living by God's wisdom. Here's some verses that actually differentiate between the two forms of wisdom, the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'll read verse 19 and then also verse 25. It is written, God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Verse 25 says, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. God says, the smartest thought any person has ever had is actually foolish to me. The smartest thought that Einstein possessed is foolishness to God because God is the creator of all and so he is the source of wisdom. Notice James chapter 3 verses 13 through 17 again we're drawing the distinction between the wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. Who is wise and understanding among you let them show it by their good life by deeds done in, in the humility that comes from wisdom. It's the God kind of wisdom but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom this is earthly wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. We could talk about a lot of these elements of what's been described here by the Apostle James, but all I want to do today is to draw the distinction between the fact that there is human wisdom and there's the wisdom of God. There's a big difference between the two. Isaiah the prophet spoke on God's behalf in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. I want to invite you to read these two verses together with me aloud and loudly across our campuses. Would you read with me? Here we go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Would you just agree with me today, and agree more importantly with God's Word today, that God thinks that it's a completely higher plane than you and I think, right? And His ways... And His wisdom is far beyond ours. And so we don't want to build our lives on human wisdom. We want to build our lives on God's wisdom. And of course, the door to wisdom is Jesus Christ. And the manual of wisdom is God's Word, the Bible. The third thing I'd like to share with you today is that God's God's wisdom is worth getting. So we start by understanding that wisdom is not being smart, okay? It's not about all the knowledge you have. Wisdom is not about that. There's a difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom, and then we begin to drill in and realize, you know, God's wisdom is the wisdom that is worth getting. It pays off. When you gain the wisdom of God, it pays tremendous dividends and brings about tremendous things in your life. Listen to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Blessed are those who find, do you want to be blessed? Simple question today. Do you want to be blessed? Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she, that's wisdom, is is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She, that is wisdom, is a personification of wisdom. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Notice the distinction here that God says... That's actually, wisdom is worth getting. It's more profitable than silver or gold. It's more precious than rubies, any kind of precious stone you may pursue. Listen to Proverbs 4, verse 7, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Notice the statement, though it costs all you have, get wisdom. If you have to spend everything you have to get it, it is worth it. Now, why is God's wisdom so valuable and so important? Because God's wisdom will do for you what nothing else can do. When you get the wisdom of God in your life, it will take care of all these other areas for you. Let me walk you very quickly through nine things. This is going to happen really, really quickly. So put your seatbelts on. We're going through this very fast, all right? But there are nine things that the wisdom of God will bring to your life. Number one, it brings provision to you. When you're wise, you're actually able to have provision for your life. Proverbs eight eighteen. With me, wisdom. It's talking again. The personification of wisdom. With me. Are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. And so if you want provision in your life, wisdom will lead you to the pathway of being provided for. Wisdom, second of all, will bring you promotion. Promotion is to move you to the next level, to take you further in life than you could go. So promotion is God's plan for you. And wisdom will promote you. Let me tell you a quick story out of the Bible. There was a young man by the name of Daniel who lived in Jerusalem, and when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came into Jerusalem and raided that that city and took all took began to take people captive, Daniel was taken into Babylon as a young Jewish man to serve the king of Babylon in, 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 that, in, that, in that kingdom. Over a period of time, there were different kings that arose. One of these kings in Babylon decided to have a party one day, and so he he gets all his entourage together. They're having a really big party. Everybody's drinking, having a good time, and and they're using the the articles of the Temple of Jerusalem to to, to, to celebrate with, and they're defiling those articles. And in the midst of all this this arrogance and partying uh, by this Babylonian king, there's a hand that shows up in the room and begins to write on the wall, okay? Just a mysterious hand that shows up now would you agree that if a hand showed up right now and started writing on that screen it would get your attention right mysterious hand begins to write on the wall and so that sobered everybody up really quickly okay They wanted to know what's going on, what's this handwriting? Because no one understood the hand and no one understood the handwriting. And so the king said, well, i got to get my smart guys in here. Go get all my smart guys from the kingdom and let's see if they can figure this out. And he brought all of his intelligent ones and no one could figure out what the handwriting on the wall was. But one of the folks in the room said, you know, there, there is somebody here that is full of the Spirit of God. He's full of wisdom and his name is Daniel. And the Bible says in Daniel 5, verse 13, so Daniel was brought before the king. Why was Daniel brought before the king? Not because he was good looking, not because he was just a nice guy. He was brought before the king because he possessed something that no one else possessed. What did Daniel possess? Say it with me. He possessed wisdom, and that wisdom gave him promotion. Wisdom will also cause you to become productive. It will increase the productivity of your life. Solomon in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10 says, using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you do what? Helps you succeed. Wisdom gives you protection. Proverbs 4 verse 6, do not forsake wisdom. She will. Wisdom will do what for you? protect you love her and she will watch over you wisdom brings you guidance proverbs 2 6 through 8 for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding he holds success in store for the upright he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless for he guards he also guards and guides is another concept there the course of the just that's the journey the walking path of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones if you want guidance in your life the best guidance you'll ever get is through wisdom the more wisdom you have the more you'll know what to do in your life you'll have to wait and say what am i supposed to do No, wisdom will guide you wisdom will give you favor when you have wisdom in your life you'll experience god's favor upon your life what is favor it's god opening doors for you that only he can open for you proverbs 8 verse 35 says for those who find me that's wisdom find life and receive what do they receive favor from the lord Wisdom will bring you honor. Proverbs 8, verse 18, with me are riches and honor. And so there's honor that's brought to your life by, by wisdom. It will bring you health. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my word, your, your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are, that is wisdom, the words of wisdom. They are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body, and wisdom finally will give you a longer life. You know, some folks' lives have been cut short because of foolishness. Foolish living will cut your life short. Wise living can potentially increase your life. Proverbs 3, 13 through 16, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understandings. We read a moment ago, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 16, long life is in her right hand and in her her left hand are riches and honor. Verse 18 of that same chapter, she is, wisdom is, a tree of life to those who take hold of her, those who hold her fast will be blessed can you see that wisdom is worth getting amen? amen wisdom is worth getting the fourth point that I'd like to share with you today about this foundational concept of wisdom from scripture is that becoming wise is an intentional process and it's an intentional pursuit it's intentional you have to be purposeful and active to get wisdom wouldn't it be wonderful if tonight when you go to bed you could lay your bible under your pillow and it would all like download to you wouldn't that be awesome okay like a usb port just like plug it in boom there it is okay and all of a sudden you got all this wisdom it doesn't work that way we understand that, that obviously that's a silly illustration but i think some of us have expectations like that at times as though god just sort of downloads wisdom to us but no wisdom is the result of an active pursuit you have to go after it okay It's intentional on your... If you want wisdom, you'll only get it if you go after it. Are you hearing me? Okay. Not just going to show up in your world. You're only going to get wisdom if you go after it. Listen to Proverbs 2, 1 through 6. My child, that's you and me, children of God, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to... So tune in. Say that with me. Tune in. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. So tune in and cry out. Say those two with me. Tune in. Come on, church. Tune in. And cry out. All right. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. And then number four, search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. So tune in, cry out, and search for. Say it with me. Tune in. Cry out and search for. So he says, this is what you've got to do if you're going to get wise. You've got to, say them again with me, you've got to tune in, you've got to cry out, and you have to search for. Once again, you have to tune in, you have to cry out, and you have to search for. It's only going to come to you if you tune in, You cry out and you search for. You're not going to get it any other way. And then it says in verses five and six, then, that is if you do those three things, tune in, cry out and search for, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understandings. Let's talk about those three things for a moment. To tune in, to cry out and to search for, right? Tune in, let's illustrate this. How many of you here remember the days of analog radio? Raise your hand. Come on. You know what analog radio is? A few of you do, okay? Those are in the former days of radio. That's when you actually had a tuning dial, okay? Nowadays, we just kind of punch in the number, you know, 105 point, whatever it is, and we punch it in, and there it is. But in, in, in former days, I won't say old days, in former days, okay, you had a little dialing uh, thing on your, on your radio. You had to dial in the station, Okay? And those of you who had any experience with Analog Ready, you know that when you would dial in a station, oftentimes it was hard to exactly get that station. you get a little bit to the left, and you get a little bit of the information, a little bit of the, the music or whatever, and, but it was kind of fuzzy, and would come in and go, and then you'd tune it again and go to the right, you're too far, and then you get, then finally you'd like get right at that exact spot, and you got the sweet spot. There it is. You say, don't anybody move. Okay. Got it. Okay. We got the sweet spot. What you were doing then, you were tuning in, right? Okay. You were tuning in to get the message, the music, whatever it was you were looking for from that station, but you had to actively tune in. Because when you did not tune in effectively, you were getting static and you were getting information from other places and other voices until you got right on that particular station. You have to tune in. It's the same way with God. If you don't tune in, you'll be, dis- you'll be distracted by all the other voices in our world. You know, there are a lot of, there are all kinds of voices in our world today, right? Everywhere you go, there are voices at you. I think I told you recently, I can't, went to fill up with gas. And I'm like, I'm at the gas station. I just want some peace and quiet. I just want to fill my cart with gas. And I get out and there's a television screen blaring at me from the gas pump, okay? I'm like, shut up, okay? I don't want the noise here, okay? I don't want to listen. I don't want to watch television when I'm pumping. I mean, is it really that bad that I have to have television when I'm pumping my gas, okay? Could someone just be quiet, okay, for a moment, okay? Everywhere you go, there's noise all about us and all these voices coming our way. And let me tell you something. In 2018, if you're going to get wise, you've got to tune out some of those other voices. You've got to hit the sweet spot with God, okay? You've got to tune in with Him. You've got to shut out. You know, it may be time to, to shut your television off at home a little bit more than you used to. It might be time to change some of the habits of your life and to get some of those other voices out of your life so you can tune in to the voice of God. That's where wisdom comes. And so you tune in and then you cry out, okay? What does it mean to cry out? Well, cry out really is a, is a, is a, a euphemism. It's a statement related to prayer. It's like, God, I'm asking you for wisdom. I need you to give me wisdom. See, it's not that... God needs us to ask Him. We need to ask Him. We need to, we need to be aware of the reality that we need it. So when you cry out for wisdom, it means you know you need it, okay? It means you're aware of your need. And so you're crying out of an awareness of what you're, what, you're, what what is a deficit in your life. And so you tune in, and then you cry out, God, give me wisdom. And then you search for it. as you keep your eyes and ears open to God speaking into your world and granting wisdom to you. If you will do this intentionally this year, I promise you that you will gain wisdom, not just for this year, but for the rest of your life. It will help you to live a better life, but you've got to be intentional about it. This is your year to grow wiser. But to do that, you've got to tune, say it with me again, tune in. You've got to cry out and you've got to search for. So let's do the hand motions. Are you ready? You've got to tune in. You've got to cry out and you've got to Search for now. You've been to Sunday school, all right? Isn't that awesome, <laughs> fantastic, correct. Right? Last point today: wisdom today doesn't guarantee wisdom tomorrow, and foolishness today hasn't disqualified you from gaining wisdom for your tomorrows. I know that's a long statement, and I know that when I read it again, all of you are going to want to shout amen on that one. I know it. I can just sense it, okay? Let me read it for you again, okay? Wisdom today doesn't guarantee wisdom tomorrow, and foolishness today hasn't disqualified you from gaining wisdom for your tomorrows. It's true, okay? Let me explain this. Being wise today doesn't mean you're going to be wise tomorrow. Every person here is about two seconds away from stupid. (laughs) True? Is it true? Okay. Every one of us, okay? Doesn't take much. We're just a few steps away from just doing something really dumb, okay? All of us are, right? Okay. And until you're aware of that, until you're aware of that vulnerability in your life, you won't guard yourself against it, okay? Okay. So being aware of that reality is what helps you stay away from the stupid, okay? But we're all just a few steps away from doing something really foolish, okay? And so, just because you're wise today doesn't mean you're going to be wise tomorrow, okay? I've known people who lived a life of wisdom for many years and all of a sudden it's like, I heard one guy describe it this way, it's like they, they hit, they went to the baseball mound and then they, they hit the ball and they got a good hit and they're going around first base and they're doing great, they're heading to second base, they're doing fantastic and then they start heading to third and then they just kind of head out to left field. Like, well, what are you doing, okay? And so many people do, they get a life, their, things are going well, then all of a sudden it's like, how did you go to left field? You're supposed to go to third base, okay? What's going on with you? And so these moments of foolishness. You know that the wisest man on earth, the man that was given the greatest wisdom apart from Jesus Christ himself, ended his life a fool? His name was Solomon. Let me tell you a little bit about Solomon. We'll be looking at Solomon in this story, in this series together. But Solomon, he was was David's son. King David of Israel. And when, when King David died he passed the kingdom on to Solomon and Solomon thought what am I going to do with this king I don't know what to do my father was an amazing king I don't know how to lead people and so God shows up one night and says Solomon what do you want me to do for you and Solomon said God I tell you what I need I need wisdom more than anything else I'm just asking you for one thing if you'll just give me one thing God give me wisdom and God said I'll give you wisdom I'll give you the greatest wisdom anybody's ever had I'll also bless you with all kind of other things as well because you asked for wisdom and we'll be studying this as a part of the series and so God gave him. Incredible wisdom, amazing wisdom given to Solomon. The Bible says that he wrote over 3,000 Proverbs. That's how wise he was. In fact, most of the book of Proverbs that we're reading from today came from King Solomon, moved on by the Holy Spirit. And so he was a wise man, the wisest man apart from Jesus Christ that ever lived. when he gets toward the end of his life, he's going around second base, ready to head to third base, ready to head home, and he heads out toward left field. He heads out in a completely different direction. He becomes foolish in the latter part of his life. Let's pick up the story in 1 Kings chapter 11, beginning in verse number 1. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women beside Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry." With them, because they will surely turn your hearts after after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love, and so Solomon began to get all these other women in his life that worshipped other gods, and it began to have an effect upon him. Notice verse three. She had, he had. Solomon had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. Did you read that? He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Everybody say, stupid. Okay? Right? A thousand women in his life. What is going on with you, Solomon? Okay? Have you lost your mind What's happening with you? And so here's this man that started out with this tremendous wisdom and now he's toward the latter part of his life and he starts making all these bad choices. He starts actually ignoring the very wisdom that he lived by for all these other years. What what does that mean? It means wisdom today does not guarantee that you're gonna have wisdom tomorrow. Wisdom is a dynamic thing. It's not a static thing. You don't just get it one time for the rest of your life. It's a choice. It's an ongoing process. Notice verse 4. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David did. His father had done. What a sad story. But every one of us are capable of that. It's a sad story, but we're all capable of it. Because wisdom today does not guarantee wisdom tomorrow. So what you want to do is to not only gain wisdom, but to be vigilant about living in wisdom. But let me give you the other side of this coin. This is the really good news for you as well. Foolishness today doesn't disqualify you for wisdom tomorrow, okay? You might say, you know what? Well, pastor, I don't have to worry about the wisdom part. I think I'm kind of more on the foolish part, okay? And the good news for you is this. If you're living at any level of foolishness in your life right now, and we all are because none of us have perfect wisdom. There's still areas of foolishness in all of our lives. And the good news is if you're foolish today, you don't have to stay that way for the rest of your life, okay? If there's some things that are foolish in your life right now that need to change, good news is God can help you through his wisdom to begin to gain the wisdom necessary for living the life that he wants you to live. You are not disqualified. Isn't that great to know? You're not disqualified. God is the qualifying God. He's not the disqualifying God. He's the one that wants to bring you in uh, to his mercy and grace and to get, help you gain the wisdom necessary for living the life that you want to live. So the choice for us today is this. Are we going to tune in? Are we going to cry out? And are we going to search for wisdom? Will we make that our intentional pursuit this year? Will 2018 be the year that we tune in? Will it be the year that we cry out? for wisdom? Will it be the year that we search for it? Will we make the choice of saying, even though I may be living wisely, I don't want to miss the mark. I, I don't want to be like Solomon. I don't want to have wisdom today and then become foolish tomorrow. And if I'm foolish today, I want to gain the wisdom necessary. Will I make the choice to tune in and to cry out and to search for wisdom? Because if you and I will, God says, if you'll do that, then God says, I will grant it to you in your life. You can live a wise life. Would you bow your heads together with me as we pray? Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have today and had, have had today to study your word. We're grateful for the word of God that speaks to us. We pray in the name of Jesus you'll take this message and let it find good root in our heart. We pray that we would grow from it. We pray that we would be people who do exactly what we've just talked about, that we would tune in to wisdom. We pray that you would help us to cry out for it. Pray that you'll help us, Lord God, to search for it all around us. And You promise, Lord, that if you'll do that, that you will grant wisdom and knowledge and understanding to us, the God kind of wisdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me, and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray, and You can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God and I promise you that he will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of his name. Say, Jesus, I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, If you've prayed with a pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to church-redeemer.org slash you. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.